Can you remember when we used to start the show with? Uh, the... We used to clink. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, I breathed in the bubbles. Right? It's Friday. We're actually, this is actually a Friday we're actually afternoon. Actually, on Friday. Afternoon. We've got into the habit of like doing this on a Saturday, cooped in my bedroom. Sounds weird, but it's true. And you need to touch in. It's just a bit too close. It's never too close. Do you want to go first today or me? You go first. Okay. Okay. So my. Are topic- we aiming to actually do two topics today? Like. Well, I feel like you get out of doing topics a lot. I can't. I feel like I've asked. Or I've brought all of the topics each time. The, the truth is, your topics are so good that we just don't have time. Do you know why? It's mine. because I think about mine and take the time <laughs> to bring them to the table. Okay. But anyway, that's besides the I have point. a wonder list full of topics in front of me. Well, do you want to use that? Oh, over to you. Let's, let's use this. So today, Adam, my trusty notes again. And it's kind of about dealing with kind of not legacy customers but older customers that came in for came on board when the company had one vision and when you pivot in a slightly different direction those early adopters might not be kind of up to speed with the changes how do you kind of de- how do you deal with that in general when someone came in for one thing but now you're technically doing something quite different okay as you manage that that's such a broad question um so let me give it some context because obviously we, we've kind of covered what we do as a business a little bit. So we started off as a as a matchmaking service for homeowners and trade professionals mm-hmm. because it's very very difficult still today to hire a trade professional in the UK. Um, so we were trying to fix that problem. I mean, you, you give that face to us, but everything else is just a glorified version of the yellow pages, and it still annoys yeah. me. It still annoys me, but. We started off in that space, and for, for kind of two core reasons, we learned it wasn't the right space for us to be playing in at that point in time. So you've got the fact that it was very, very expensive to win homeowner lead generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was content marketing, which takes time, and then it was PPC, and you've got people that when they get leads through the door, they physically sell them on, which is my biggest problem with this industry um they sell them on to multiple people so they're making money every time they they win a lead we weren't we had a different model and then secondly it's when we actually did win leads is we were passing them to members that were either too busy or we just couldn't get hold of them to pass them the work and then that therefore cost even more because it was basically (laughs) wasted money Exactly. So it was um, it was annoying to say the least when we're we're paying between fifteen and twenty five pounds a conversion. I mean, we even had some that were nearly sixty quid, depending on the trade and wow. the time of year. Um, and that at scale um, was very painful. And the phones are ringing, just so you guys know, it's because we're actually in the office, and two of the guys are in the office still. But we're going to crack on. So that's where we were. But the thing is that we learned over time is that the leads that we were passing, these guys were busy. So then we said, okay, how can we help you? And all the time we were trying to do content marketing to win more leads is we had this quote and invoice tool. So what we ended up doing to speed things up is we developed that as an app, uh, a fully-fledged service, and we sold that as a service to trades to help them with their admin. Yes, yes. So as you pointed out, there's, there's people that come through the door that thought we were a lead generation service, 
And then 12 months after that happened, we're actually all of a sudden a service provider for trade professionals. Yeah. Just to just yeah. to throw my two cents in here is I, I genuinely believe we'll revert back to being not necessarily a lead generation service, but a booking platform for trades because we'll have 25, 50,000 trades in the UK using our platform. And because they're using software, booking becomes a lot easier compared to the yellow pages. But what you're saying is the people that signed up 12 months ago, and you're probably sensitive to it because of the work that you do. And that, Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what sparked this kind of topic is because obviously I made a few calls earlier this week. And that was kind of, that was a lot of the conversations that I was having because I was getting in touch with some members that have been with us for a while. So over a year, two years so the conversation was I was asking I was speaking to them about insurance because uh, we had a partnership with someone but they brought the conversation back around to why am I not getting leads because some people some people have done have been really successful with the service that we did provide but because of just the imbalance of trades to homeowners yep that's where a problem arose so that's because we offer the service for free yeah exactly a front-end service that most people charge a thousand pounds a year for we decided to take that barrier away and when we when we decided to do that we thought it'd be a great idea but what we didn't expect or not expect what we didn't think about is because we've removed that barrier yeah on the supply side of the leads we need to get so much more volume yeah. through the door we, we basically just diluted the results so exactly even though that. even though we were getting leads through from a user's point of view that it's either non-existent or there's exactly. just drips and drabs. I mean, so. if you looked at the graph of genuine homeowner leads, they were going up, yeah. but nowhere near the scale of the signups from the, the, the trade side. Yeah, exactly. And so, so yeah, so some of my uh, conversations recently, I've been dealing with those people that were under this impression. It's like, why, why, why is this situation? Why, why is it? Why am I not getting anything from you? Why am I not getting the thing I thought I signed up for? Yep. Whereas we're now not technically offering that at the moment we're offering something else but they came in the pipeline for this previous yeah offering. and you know, I certainly left and I heard like three conversations back to back to back <laughs> that were exactly the same thing they are, they are because it's all the same question because they all came in for the same thing yeah and I suppose it's because of the calls you're making so they signed up for leads so they had to send in their insurance mm-hmm. so they're the people that we've got the data on so how do we tackle this so I think there's there's a couple of things from my perspective is it all boils down to communication, but we weren't able to communicate it clearly to our members until we really knew what we were doing internally. Yeah. And I know that sounds obvious, like, oh, we come to work, we know what we're doing, but I'm going to be really honest, it's not that easy. Um, we went through like a three, five, six-month transitional period of working out mm-hmm. like what we are as a business, and then we got really laser-focused into our roles. And I think I mentioned previously on one of the shows that even though the fact we're laser focused on our roles now, we haven't revisited the thing that when everyone started the company, it was very clear of what we were trying to achieve in terms of the, the matchmaking service. And we haven't really revisited like, what are we today for, for our audience, for our trades? Um, so that's something that I'm working on at the moment. And I, I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm nearly there and I'm looking forward to having a, a good offsite with the team and communicating that and make sure we're all aligned. But that just shows that if we're not communicating internally as a team, exactly who we are and what we're doing then it has a knock-on effect in terms of how we communicate with the people that signed up um i think what you the how you deal with it is is spot on 
um, your I don't want to say your patter in terms of your your sales pitch when you talk about it, but it, it is. I've had to say it a fair few times. So exactly. I, yeah, I and I can same, tell that from sitting next to you. I hit the same beats, so it's just kind. Of, it's just the conversation it, that I end up having. I think it's because it's the truth of what we're doing. Uh, we're not shy in saying that this is a market that we struggle to get traction in for these these reasons, and the reasons that we are where we are today is because there's a genuine demand for it. Um, like that's just where we are. I think. I think the key thing for me is is even though they're legacy users, it doesn't mean that what we're doing today is not relevant to them. No, of course. Um, and I think it's just a case of we can't just push what we do down their throat. Mm. It feels like we still need to re-educate them about the service that we do and, and taking a little bit of time to communicate really clearly of who we are as a business and then giving them the option to opt out. We haven't done that yet. They're still part of our database. They're still part of our users. And maybe if we just... Once we have this team meeting and we we really understand what we're doing in the next 12, 24 months, and then re-communicating that back to our audience, what it will do, in my opinion, is it's going to take some people that say, I really appreciate what you guys tried to do. This, what you're doing now, isn't for me. And if you revert back, mm. we'll come back in the future. Great. But it will probably help the people that are interested in this sort of service that we're doing, which is, in my opinion, the majority it'll help those people really understand like what we are as a business. I don't think it's a, I definitely don't think it's a problem. I just think it's a, commu- it's a communication. It's something that we need to communicate better on as a company, but we can't communicate it outbound until we're really clear inbound. And that's, that's something that I'm working on at the moment. Yeah. Like you say, um, communication is one of the things, ironically, the early people that signed up, what we, what we offer now gives us a better line of communication because these, because a lot of our users have our app, yep. which we can message them in-app and we get so much more engagement. But a lot of these early users didn't have that, so they're more profile-based, web-based, uh, and these guys don't open emails for weeks most no, of the exactly. time. No, exactly, and so, that was part of the problem with so the lead the side of it. In. It's just terrible. So that the problem, a lot of the problems arose... And then now, actually, some of the problems we're actually trying to solve, which is kind of funny how it kind of joins around. Um, But yeah, again, kind of then going on into how... Sorry, sorry, let me just just dig in what you just said. Like, it is so true of what you just said is the fact that we struggle to to communicate with old users because Mm. it's difficult to communicate with with this audience because they're they're in a certain rhythm of how they work. And when we started to try the lead generation side, we, we understood it wasn't the fact that you couldn't find a professional trade in the UK. Mm-hmm. That's not the issue. Yeah. The perception in the UK is like, it feels like a sales pitch, and I really don't want it to. Um, the perception in the UK is that 99 out of 100 trades are rogue traders. You need to find that one guy who's golden. From the work that we do, we've seen that majority of trades take a lot of pride in what they do. They're just really crap at admin. It's just as simple as that. So we're actually going, okay, we want to do the homeowner booking side. But there's a massive problem before we even try and tackle that, which is just making these guys accessible. Yeah. And that's, I just wanted to highlight that that's what we're doing now. It's not as if we've pivoted to a brand new opportunity. It's just we've realized there's a problem before we get to this yeah. matchmaking we, thing. We've essentially had to not, not literally take a step back, but we're having to take a step back in the process of what everyone else needs. Like, everyone else needs to be caught up to speed in order for us to take them to the next step. Exactly. So we're just trying to educate. Yeah, we were like, homeowner needs some work doing. Let's let's show you the trades that are available. And what we didn't think is, homeowner needs some work doing. 
How do they get in touch with the trades mm. that are available? We just thought that was a given. Because yeah. it's our age group, it's we use tech, it's the world we live in, mm-hmm. and we're skewed in terms of perception. But we're just tackling a problem a little bit, for, a little bit earlier down the, yeah. down the line of yeah, communications. Uh, and then just kind of the other thing on, uh, when you were saying messaging as well, it's, it's interesting when we do kind of finally put out our, what our why is. Yep. Um, some new sign-ups come in with the expectation already because we made it clear on what we offer yep these old users are a very different conversation we're trying to bring them back we're trying to gain try and regain their trust because from i guess from that from their perception really we've kind of let them down because they know exactly they expected one thing and we didn't we didn't um i think i actually i think i actually used the terminology when i was addressing the team about six months ago is we don't want to come into work and feel like a used car salesman mm. it's kind of like we bring them on to the, like they, see a, they see an advert on the side of the road, like buy a car from 2,000 pounds and then we get them to the car lot and it's like a minimum of 20 grand. It's like, we don't want to bring them in for one thing and try and sell them another. Yeah. And because our front end communication, homeowner thing was on the front end of the site, find a trade, there was this mismatch and it felt dirty. It was like, hey, we're going to help you win more work. We're actually going to sell you this service. So it was just really key for me and as well for the team. It's like, you need to be able to stand behind what you're doing and internally, yeah. we know what we're doing is a great service, but the way we portrayed it front end, there was this mismatch. Um, so we need, we desperately needed to fix that about six months ago, and I f- we did. And I feel like what you've said is like the people that come through the door now are really clear on what we do. Um, mm-hmm. There's still things that we need to fix in terms of the physical features and services within the app, but at least they know what they're signing up for. Um, so I just don't. Th- I think. I think where we are as a business now is definitely the right place. And I would love to, like, the best case scenario is to go and speak to every single one of these people and just readdress them and say, this is who we are now. This is the reasons why. And here's sort of the roadmap of what we want to do in the next 12, 24, 36 months. Why do you think I've got Matthew O'Reilly working on a full product roadmap for us at the moment? Yeah, It's because as a team, we need to think more than four or eight weeks ahead, more than the next app push just to make sure that we're working on things that really stick to our mission as a business. And then once we know this crystal clear, I have a feeling that we'll communicate that to old members. And some of them will say, great, it's not for me. I'm already doing my own thing. But a lot of them will get re-engaged with what we're doing and why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just touching on kind of roadmaps and that's what I'm learning at the moment. Obviously, with all this onboarding that I'm learning from Intercom. Some great resources, quick books, quick a, lot, a lot of reading material um, to uh, get through. But yeah, that was just kind of saying roadmaps. Um, it's good to have a vision, and especially with like features and things like that. But it's going to be flexible, but at least you kind of have a focus. No, exactly. But just knowing the end result is the key. How you get there, you just need to know. It's just making sure that like, we get loads of opportunities now of what we can do as a business. Mm. And it's just making sure that everything is in line with where we're trying to go and mm-hmm. not just a, a short-term win or something like that. Cool. What time are we on? Oh, I actually looked at my watch then. Uh, 15 minutes. Do you wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Let's finish the beers and wrap up. Well, I enjoyed your topic and I appreciate you Thank you. I, ap- I appreciate that you appreciate <laughs> it. So, um, let's just do the, the admin now. So, We've got a bunch of questions lined up. I don't know what's happened to the numbers recently, but it seems to have taken a massive spike, yeah. which, is, which is always awesome to see. Um, so if you want to get a question in, next week's fully loaded, but then the following week, um, 
questions. We'd love to get you on the show. So all you need to do is fire your questions into hello at experttrades.com. And find us on Facebook, Startup Diary. Well, it's Facebook forward slash Startup Diary. I Just search it in the bar, search you'll find the bar. us. You'll see the logo, same as the podcast artwork, uh, and then inbox us on there. And uh, we're actually having loads of good conversations with founders on there. It's really interesting. Um, and again, if, if you have a startup, we're looking to do a... So there's something in the UK called Chew the Fat, which is um, it's like a meetup that you go and you basically... It's pre-startup and you pitch your business and then the guys in the room just give you some feedback on your pitch and bits like that. We're actually really hoping that some people reach out, get on the mics and pitch us on your business. If you listen to this, it's probably something you're working on or you've at least got an idea and we can just throw you some ideas and things that we think you're going to run up against. Share some experiences. Cool. Awesome. See you on Monday.